Hi, listeners. Before we get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, a decision that stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive health care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans, a decision that could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to podvoices.help, P-O-D-V-O-I-C-E-S dot help. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. Thank you. Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your humble GM, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Alex Finn. So here's a little thought experiment for everyone at home. When you're standing upright, do you lock out your knees or do you bend them? Are you just bending your knees because I asked you this question? How do you walk? Are you bending your knees when you walk or do you lock them out like a weird stick figure? I had to think about this when I was at the gym the other day. And I realized I don't bend my knees nearly as much as I thought I would. I spend most of my time crawling on all fours. It's a mood. Sometimes I wish that was my mode of transportation, honestly. Samson Davis, <laughs> what is this end of episode energy? What's happening right now? Okay, so like, you, there's this thing where like, some people will pass out because they accidentally lock their knees while standing up. And both my trainer and I realized, oh, that's not a problem for us because we're always locking out our knees while standing up. And that's why our, like, the fronts of our thighs are so effing tight. Like, we just constantly, like, flexing them almost because our knees are locked out. So we always now remind each other, are you bending your knees? And then I just told a vendor I met today, and it just, like, blew his mind. And he was, like, so focused on that today. And Stace Babcock. Yeah, so in the Army, we always tell people, hey, don't lock your knees out while you're standing in formation. And inevitably, you find out who did it. Someone passes out. <laughs> we got a dropper. Mm-hmm. Help him out. <laughs> I had to sit in as kind of a panel for some freshman presentations a few years ago, and one of the students fell over, passed out because he was locking his knees during his presentation. Yeah, and it'll we- get you. I don't understand what causes it because you'd think it would make standing easier with the bone stacking. I don't understand it either. Something about blood getting cut off, like your legs, like moving your legs is part of the pumping action that your body needs or something. Hmm. I don't understand it. It's like a still suit. Absolutely, yeah. Urine and feces are processed in the thigh pads. It's in the butt. Duh. (laughs) Someone's going to tell us why this is. Did you ever see the Dune... I shared with you the Dune redub thing, right? (laughs) Where they did a redub of the old... We have Wormstein like God isn't seen. Yeah. You drank all your water. I did, yeah. It tasted really bad. Tasted like ass and dirt. (laughs) Well, speaking of ass and dirt, how about dice? (laughs) (laughs) And I bring it up because Die Hard Dice are sponsors, sponsor daddies. They don't have ass and dirt for dice. They have high quality dice. And you can get some of that high quality dice for 10% off with our offer code Explorers Wanted. You get high quality dice for cheaper and we get a little uh, kickback. So you get dice and you are also supporting us. Die Hard Dice. Go get some not ass and dirt dice. Oh boy. Don't tell Diana about this one. So, who remembers what happened last time 
I'm going to pick on Stace. All right. No shit. There we were on our way into Bodrov when we encountered a man in a gabay. Man's name was Keith <laughs> with the Nixos. And after much deliberation, we decided to provide Keith with the tools for his escape if he wrote a pair of letters to his relatives in the Nixos detailing the Nixos's apparently dastardly plan to smuggle and hatch jade eggs in various locations across the Ninth World. Also, hand might be Dr. Oz. We have strong suspicions. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so we left Keith with tools and food and water, whatever. Went into Bodrov, highly protected to get in. Lots of surveillance happening, although not like close surveillance in the tunnels leading up. We got up, merged into the marketplace, and saw Satal. We talked to Satal for a bit. Satal's a fucking key assassin. We all know it. And saw, saw right through our disguises. Saw right through our disguises. It was badass. Satal was like, sure, I'll help you mail your Nixos letters, but I draw the line at mailing anything to the queen because that's too much attention for old Satal. Yeah, vibes. So after that interaction, Satal was like, so I gotta go. And so the crew was like, let's check out the the high view, hanged man, whatever. And the high man's view? High man's view, yeah. Okay. So the crew headed over there and saw the line to get in and also saw several, several guardians with their arm, gray arm flames clearly visible, like spiked upside down on the roof. And that's where we ended the episode. Mm. A mere 90-minute recording. And that's why I got cut back to 53 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you guys have just reached the high man's view. You can see this long line waiting to get in of what seems to be just sort of people out for a good time at night. But on the second floor, just in front of all the windows there, there are these impaled, presumably guardians hanging there. There's sort of like a ledge underneath those spikes, so it's not like anything's like dripping down on the people below. But you get the impression from the coloration of those spikes up there that whenever they were initially impaled, it was either before they died or not long after. How uh, ripe are the bodies? They are not looking good. In fact, you get the impression just from your guys' experience, and especially Nyx and Cha-Cha would know this, like, you guys should be, it should smell really bad here. The fact that it doesn't smell bad is suspicious. Like something's artificially keeping it from smelling bad. Like there's not even like the kind of city sewage smell that like Nixon Delhi would be aware of. Oh no, there's that. Oh. There's that for the city. But we can't smell the it's bodies. It's just these bodies should be stinking. But they're not. Right. Interesting. Uh, so let's back away, guys. Maybe find a room somewhere else. Maybe do a little, uh, Strategy. Yeah, I agree. We should, well, maybe we could be kind of intentionally tourists here. Let's at least, like, walk around the block, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. But I don't want to get any closer to this building on account of the, uh, the spiking. Yes. No, this is, this is not the Guardian room. Mm-hmm. This is not the safe place I thought this was going to be. Oh, yeah, no. Definitely appears highly unsafe. Yeah. Dan, what's kind of the vibe of the crowd? Is it like a lot of kind of well-to-do people or is it like a mix of different perceived kind of classes and uh, incomes? 
You definitely get the impression that everybody in this line is at some level of, they don't all appear rich, but there's definitely nobody in this line that appears poor. Mm -hmm. But they're all waiting. Occasionally, you do see somebody dressed finely or somebody coming up and kind of pulling back their shirt a little bit to show something to the bouncer, and then they're immediately let in. Okay. And do we see that same kind of signalage from the, I guess, the common line? You would probably have to explicitly try to position yourself in a way to see it, because the way you're, like, where I'm envisioning you coming up, you're, like, across the street from it, Mm -hmm. and then there's the bouncer. So if you wanted to try to move to a position to try to wait for that and see it, you just might have to roll a stealth roll to not be noticed that you're watching in that fashion. Okay. Uh, Yeah, so I guess mosey around the block. Just look around. Like over the top looking around, or is it more like... Uh, just We're just exploring the sights. We're new to town and just taking in the sights. Not causing any trouble. So point and stare at the bodies? I feel like that's a normal reaction to bodies like this, isn't it? If you're just seeing the sights and you're like, holy shit, there's bodies. Well, Chacha, except like we've already seen the bodies and had a reaction, so. <laughs> so yeah, let's not do that. Let's just look around. Okay, we're going with the we've seen shit. Don't worry about it. You got your bodies. We got our own bodies at home. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yes. Let's go with that. Cool, 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 cool. So I guess we just investigate the outside or outside of the block, whatever we can walk around and see. Okay. You get about halfway down the block when you realize that Clemuel did not follow you. Oops. When you turn around, you see that Clemuel is sitting on the curb across the street in the high man's view, staring up at it and rocking back and forth. Oh, no. She, uh... Right. Okay. She might know someone up there. All right. Let's let's at least get her, like, out of sight of this, right? Yeah. So we go up to Clem, try to pull her out. She's just... Rocking, going, not again, not again, not again. Hey, 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 no, this isn't... This is something separate, don't worry. It's just, it's, it, it's just like before, it's just like, when, just like when I lost them. No, no, this is outside of your control. This is not the same situation. Also, those were trees. This is I... totally different. Lemuel, you're, you're here right now. You're uh, sitting on the ground, okay? Feel the ground. <laughs> Feel the ground, yes. All right, you're here. Okay. And we're in danger, and uh, we have to move, okay? I just want you to stay with me, and then we'll get you somewhere, and we'll get, like, a room, and we'll give you the space and time, okay? But right now, we got to get out of here because because we don't want them to know that we care. So this is going to be a social role to try to snap her out of this enough that she comes with you. Because of the tactic you're taking, I'll give you an asset. Okay. But you are hindered by two steps because this is a very big trauma in her existence. Yep. So it's uh, that puts it back to a 18. Mm-hmm. And you're specialized. So that makes it a 12. I guess Nyx will be, Nyx will be confident. Okay. Dilly was trying as well. That was helping. I'm being helpful. Okay. So that, that makes it a 6. 3, but I'm going to re-roll that. Fifteen. She kind of puts one hand on the ground and she takes some deep breaths, just ragged, like... <sighs> and then she nods and, like, slowly stands up. Do you want to hang on to me? Do you want support? Uh, I think I can walk. All right, let's, uh, 
Let's go find a room. Cha-Cha, you definitely notice a couple of people in the line kind of looking over, like kind of, you know, looky-loose, like, what the hell's going on over there? And pointing out to their friends, like, that's weird. Cha-Cha's gonna, I'm gonna do a performance role. What kind of performance? Cha-Cha's going to make a pseudo big deal, like a fake scene where, like, you know, just because they're out of your favorite alcohol doesn't mean you need to be this upset. And kind of make it so it seems like oh. they're not upset about the dead bodies. They're upset about completely separate, but quote-unquote reasonably all to be upset about. Okay, so after your skills, that would be a nine. Okay. Is this a good idea? I don't know. We'll find out, won't we? I got a 13. Okay. A couple of them like are, look kind of confused. One person sort of giggles like with like a knowing look like they're in on some sort of joke. Mm-hmm. You hear some people whispering, like, the, the high man's view never disappoints. Yeah. Amy, I'm so sorry I had to do this to you, but, like, um, we're getting a little bit more attention than I think we want. So, congratulations, you're now obsessed with whatever alcohol that ends up being. Pick one. She takes a sip from her flask, another sort of deep, ragged breath, like, <sighs> let's, let's just get away from here. Okay, that that works, yeah. I guess we try to find the closest in... Or hotel or motel or whatever the fuck they have here. Bodro doesn't get like a lot of tourism per se. It still has to do trade. So it still has people like coming and going. You do see a couple inns. One of it is called the Mesa Summit. It looks not cheap, but not particularly great. I mean, it's probably the, it's better than what you guys would find in a random village, but not what you would think of as a good place, especially those of you like, Especially Dilly and Nix, who have seen places in big cities and things like that before. Mm -hmm. The other one that you see looks really nice, and it's called the Monolith's Mouth. It's got all sorts of, like, even though all the architecture here is pretty, like, brutalist and similar, they've clearly spent a lot of time, like, building out, like, sort of crystalline decorations and things like that. I think we got to stay at the nice one, guys. Don't you? Oh, no. Luxury. I'm kind of feeling maybe the shitty one. Well, it all depends on how we like want to set this up. Because did you see, like, everybody in that line had money, you know? Like, if we're trying to establish ourselves as, like, certain people or whatever to try and get in. That's true. But we could also more likely use Mesa's Mouth as, like, a, I guess, a base. Like, I think it's less likely people are going to be looking for us at the uh, at the summit, since we are in a, at least, outwardly looking shittier place. Better disguise is what I'm saying, or better camouflage. That makes sense. How are we going to get in if we don't like establish some sort of identity, though? I don't know. We sneak it. All right. We spend one night at the shitty one. We come up with a plan. <laughs> we decide like what our personas are going to be, and then when we're ready to enact that plan, we move over. Mm-hmm. How's that? Yes. All right. I like, I like that. Yeah. Did we ever get pricing? Well, I still have. All of your guys' shins in the old Banco Nick. So uh, I think we'll be all right, Cha-Cha. Yeah, because, like, I have, like, 452 shins in my pockets. Jeez, I, wow. Why don't I ever have any shins, guys? You, they're just maybe not yours. But, you know, I think about it as our shins. It's communal property. Yeah, sure. What time of day is it? Speaking of which, Dilly, do you remember how much you have in the budget? I have spent 2200 of our 4000 shin budget. Oh, that's right. We have a budget. Although, do we have it cash? 
I'm Stacey's asking. Are we getting reimbursed at a later point in time? Because I, I don't think we should walk in anywhere and be like, yes, charge it to our Guardian account. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, the 2200 was basically an IOU slaw. Well, he was willing to take our Guardian credit. True. But yeah, we don't have it in cash, so I think it's a reimbursement kind of thing. <laughs> but also, if the Guardians as an organization aren't really up and running at the moment, then so uh, we go into the summit. Yeah. Okay. So. Just to kind of paint a mental picture in the equivalent in Ninth World terms, neither of them are necessarily the best hotels in the Ninth World or anything like that. There's nothing here that's going to be on the level of like one of those like legendary historic exclusive places, at least where you are in the city right now. But the comparison is that I think would be apt is that the monolith's mouth is probably what you would think of like from like a top of the line, like Hyatt or Marriott or something like that. And the Mesa Summit is a bit like a Motel 6. That's fine. Just to kind of give you some like baseline for comparison between the two. We can go a night without ice. That'll be fine. Mm-hmm. We got a shower flip-flops. <laughs> it, it's not a youth hostel. <laughs> so you go into the Mesa Summit. There is a just, like, grizzled old woman, like, working the the counter. And she, like, barely looks up at you guys as you come in. And she's like, can I help you? One room or two rooms? One. One? Okay. Hi, we would like one room, please. Awful lot of you for one room. Is that that a problem? I just have to charge a little extra for extra occupancy. Well, then how much is two rooms? And, like, what's the extra charge? Well, two rooms would be four shins total for a night. It does include a super continental breakfast. It will be, uh, I have to charge a half shin for every person over two for a given room. So it'd be three shins for one room. For this me. makes no sense. I mean, we might as well like get two right then, guys. Like, I mean, yeah. What? Why? If it's three shins for one and four shins for two. We're going to huddle real quick. Are you a miser? Deliveries of all in. Or you could get four rooms. That's only eight shins. Sorry, hold on. We'll be right back. Why are we splitting the party like this? Because it seems like a built-in function that we need to. What? What? Explain. Wait, wait. Isn't Lemuel with us, too, so that would make it four shins regardless? No, it's a half shin over two, so it'd be three shins for one room that we'd all share. So you're not going to tell them about your son? I think they're counting bodies. And Hubert the first? No. What? No. And your metal other son? There's only four of us here that they care about. I guess. Seems very discriminatory. They're not counting your son. They're not counting Hebrew the first. It's just bad business practice on there. That's not the point. Let's why why would we get two rooms when we could just share one and not split the party and not like divide and get devoured? Mm-mm. We always have gotten two rooms, haven't we? Well, <laughs> you've gotten one room by yourself. Is Yeah. We've also been in less dangerous situations. In those cases, you just make a super fort in one room, and you're like, "Hell yeah, this is mine." Let's just get one room for all of us. All right, yeah, whatever you think. One room for all of us, please. Okay, that'll be three shins. Dilly pays. Okay, she hands you a key, just a rather simple metal key, not even synth or anything like that. She's like, "You're two or four upstairs." Thank you. Yep. Enjoy your stay. Thank you. We will. She goes back to flipping through a book. As you guys are walking past, you can see that the title of the book is Catching Chills by Lyria R. Summermain. It's everywhere. 
Wait, is that a first edition? No, no. I'm pretty sure it's a reprint. Oh, it'll still be good. Anyway. So you guys go up to your room. You open it up. It is mostly clean and serviceable with a rather decent twin bed in it. Well, Cha-Cha will sleep under the bed, so that takes care of that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, Clem, you want to lie down for a little bit? Yeah, I think that'd be a good idea. She goes over and lays on top of the bed. She's out almost immediately. So I don't think we have enough information to do anything at this point. I don't think it'd be a good idea to draw too much attention to ourselves while we're here, even if it is, like, as a persona. I mean, yeah, that's, you know, fair enough, Dilly, but also, how are we going to get in? If we can't be like, yo, we're guardians, take us to, like, the special guardian room with a special guardian fire. We could sneak in. Do they close? Do you know? I do not know. I don't think. Do I know? I don't think any of you would have any information on that whatsoever. Yeah, shit. Are they hiring? Like... Well, maybe we could, like, get hired as bodyguards for, like, some rich hoity-toity kind of person and then get in that way. Ooh, do you know any? Not (laughs) here. Unless... Unless it's time to bring the Featherwhites back. Oh. But I don't, I don't, we don't know enough about the- Nix doesn't remember. No, I do remember the Featherwhites. I was trying to remember my Featherwhite voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think we know enough about the city and, like, the people here, and we don't even know when the fucking place closes. What time of day is it? It's, like, early evening. Like, it's not completely dark yet, but the high man's view is already hopping. So, essentially, what you're saying is that this is going to be, like, a long-term thing. We're going to have to, like, scout and, like, plan and, like, learn. I th- I think we would not do well to just barge in. Oh, yeah. No, we're yeah. Oh, yeah, we're on the same page. But, yeah, I think we're going to have to scout around and get sneaky. Yo, Cha-Cha, do you have a, uh, do you have a guardian scar? Ah, Cha-Cha looks at her arm. She does. Yeah. I couldn't remember if you put your, like, if Chacha put her real arm in or the ghost arm. <laughs> put your real arm in. Take your real <laughs> arm out. Yeah, it was definitely her yeah. real arm. You gotta use the real arm for these kind of things. Can't seal the deal with the fake one. <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm imagining Chacha just, like, walking around with, like, a fake arm. Oh, and Chacha sealed the deal. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a little. Sealed the fates of of entire organization. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I can go ask the front desk person about some of the stuff. They'll probably know. Yeah, go ahead. Like, by all means, Dilly. Right. Would you Would you like me to, like, stand behind you? <laughs> and give me some uh, assets and positive interaction? Um, Actually, that might not hurt. I just meant more so, like, if she made you, I could help. Made me? Like, made him what? I'm just asking questions. I hope that doesn't come off as too suspicious. All right, yeah, I'll come stand by you. All right. Cha-Cha, you can take care of uh, Clemuel. Please define take care of. Make sure they don't die. Okay, because take care of has so many different meanings right now. So many. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's, yeah. I just thought this is why we ask. Mm-hmm. Dilly and Nix go and talk to the front desk. The disguise does drop off of Clemuel and Cha-Cha when they leave, so. Mm-hmm. Be aware of that, Alex, if you start shenanigans while we're gone. All of them. We are an only shenanigans. (laughs) Okay, so Dilly and Nix go down to the counter. The woman kind of looks up over her book at you guys. Can I help you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you probably get this a lot, but do you know anything about the high man's view? Do you have a pamphlet or anything? I don't have a pamphlet, but 
everybody knows about the High Man's View, at least all the locals here. Right, yeah. Well, we're from out of town, so we saw that place was hopping. I assume that since you're staying here. All right. Yeah, fair enough. I, I'm the one that wanted to be here, by the way, like in your, in your place. So I I had good vibes from this. She turns a page, looks back up at you. Well, lucky for me. Right. Okay. So what 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 can you tell us about High Man's View? Is that place just open all the time? No, not all the time. I mean, it closes late. It's usually open till easy into the middle of the night, unless for some reason they have to shut it down sooner. It's the biggest tavern in the whole city. I mean, it's where all the uh, the rich party kids and go, and then the big wigs go there too. Although they usually rent a private room. When does it uh, open? Usually around noon. They do a little small business around lunch. Okay. And then you've got some people that really like to have their... And she raises her fingers for a second, making quote signs. Business meetings there. Uh-huh. Okay. So then what does it take to, like, get in? Because I imagine we can't just, like, show up early and expect to get in. It seems like it might be a little bit more involved. I mean, you might be able to get in in the afternoon. Nighttime, though, I mean, you've got the line there. Nobody gets in unless they've they're already on the list or... They are lucky in their timing, and they slip some coin to the bouncer. Oh, yeah? Okay. Any idea how much that um, cover charge is? She looks up at you, looks down at her sort of, like, relatively plain clothes, and she's like, do I look like I go there? I, sorry. Fair enough. Didn't mean to cast aspersions directly or indirectly. I can tell you it's more than three shins a night to get in there. All right. Cha-cha, there is a knock at the room door. Occupado. <laughs> Occupado. Hello? Hello? I just heard somebody check into this room next to me. I was going to say hi. That's not how hotels work. <laughs> it's so hard to hear you through this door. That's your problem. I'm just trying to be friendly. I'm I'm new in town. I thought it was hard to hear me through that door. What? <laughs> Anyway, we have this hugely, highly contagious disease called I don't want to's. So if you could go away, I'd love it. Or I could kill you, so one of two. Whoa, no need for that. I mean, I sorry. I'll I'll go my way. I mean As you should. I understand. After all, what, you're you're all alone in there, right? No, just me and my thruple. (laughs) My attack thruple. (laughs) (laughs) My defense thruple. (laughs) <laughs> oh, they're very quiet. I'm sure I could say the same for mine. Hey, I don't know how you like to be with your thruple, but my thruple has rules. We have certain guidelines you can follow by, so you be with your thruple, I'll be with my thruple. God, I barely got any of that. You sure we can't just chat? Really sure. As I said, thruppling in here. So, <laughs> occupado. Oh, actively thrumping. Yeah, you're making this awkward. They are quiet. Sorry for you. That's how I like them. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right. Well. Take this, AMA. Well, maybe I'll see you at breakfast. Name's Deneb. And you hear feet walking away. Chacha does understand that when Dilly leaves that the disguise goes down, right? We established yes. that. Okay. Because that's why I did this. Because I'm like, hmm. Chacha, I think, understands not letting strangers in your room at all costs. Okay. Back to <laughs> Dilly Nix. So if we want to get in, we have to, like, arrive at, like, 1 p.m. And we have to pay 
the cover. That's it. I mean, like, not it, but... For the lunch crowd, I mean, the bouncer might just let you through. It depends on how busy it is. Okay. But you definitely don't want to show up. I would suggest a change of wardrobe. Damn. Nyx looks down, and Nyx is gonna... Nyx is gonna try to act, like, disappointed and slightly defeated. Okay. How nice are you talking? I mean, like I said, the afternoons and things like that, that's usually business meetings that turn into after-work drinks. Okay. And then partying till the middle of the night. All right, well, Hmm. I guess uh, we better go discuss our plans. We might have to make, like, new plans. Yeah, we gotta... I was gonna say, if you're staying here, it doesn't seem like just doesn't seem like a vibe match for that. Yeah. Well, we just like, we just really wanted to get in there, you know? It would, like, everyone has heard about it. Yeah. Even outside the city. Well, I mean, afternoon's your best bet. It's just not a guarantee you might have to try more times. All right. All right. Is there any other questions we can ask about High Man's View or Bodrov in general? So, uh, where would you recommend then that uh, we get lunch? Anywhere else? Good, cheap, good, you know. Well, Mesta's place isn't too bad. It's a little charmant for my taste, but you know, it's a decent place for for cheap. You could try Latrix. Latrix isn't bad. They also serve Rayola style food and Gon style food, which is really good. They're a little pricier, but not too bad. It's a long walk, but Bolo's isn't bad, and you guys would recognize Bolo's as the like little hole-in-the-wall restaurant that Satal led you to before. Mm. I mean, those are the places I go. She kind of, like, looks up and down at Gilly's illusion and says, I don't imagine you're looking for anything too expensive. Thank you for being so considerate of our needs. Yeah, I just try to keep it real, man, you know? Hey, uh, speaking of keeping it real, as I said, we're out of towners, so I... What's the deal with the guys with the... And Dilly kind of, like, does a little circle on his chest with the... We saw some guys kind of... She snaps the book right in front of your face to shut you up. <laughs> shut fucking mouth. Yep, nope. And then she motions you to lean in a little closer. Dilly does. Don't fuck with the stone burners. Yeah. Absolutely. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. They're all in a fit. There's this guy coming in from some crime syndicate out east. They're making an example of him. And then there's those bodies on spikes out front of there. And there was that whole thing where they were, you know, there used to be a sign up that says this is what happens to spies. Yeah, what's what's up with that? Because it seemed weirdly normal to everybody else when we came in and saw that. Listen, don't fuck with them in this town. Want to make a living? You pay them a fee. I pay them a fee every week to keep this place safe. Yeah. And honestly, paying an FE helps a lot of things. I mean, honestly, she kind of like looks over her shoulders. You wouldn't believe how many royal health and safety inspections we've been able to skip or pass off or correct with that protection fee. (laughs) Dilly's like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. The regulations are out of control. Yeah, you would not believe what they try to do to independent business owners like us. So, you know, the stone burners, they help make things more manageable here. And yeah, are the fees a little frustrating? Sure. But I know better than to complain about them, especially when I get all these other benefits. Yeah, sounds like they're helping the um, the little guy there. Any faux pas you see 
other tourists making that you feel would be wise to not make? Like, Well, if you're a tourist, probably not a problem. If you're connected to one of those bitty gangs from out east, I would either leave now or just keep your mouth shut until you can get out. All right, well, that's not really a issue for us, so... I figured if you were one of them, I mean, honestly, somebody would have been glad to ask you about you guys by now. Denim. Fucking Denim. That's Samson saying that. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. She looks down at her book, realizes that it's shut, and she didn't have a book. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Shit. And she starts flipping through the pages. Just let it fall open. Maybe, like, the, the spine will remember. Just let it fall open. Okay. She drops it. Well, this is at least pretty close, and she starts flipping pages from there. Don't, like, drop it on the ground. I meant just kind of, like, open it up and let it fall open. But whatever. You're good. Thank you again. Bye. Yeah, they're they're called words for a reason. They can be specific. I, all right. Enjoy your stay. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> on the way back to the room, Dilly just kind of make eyes at Nick's. It's like, oh, fuck. On your way back to the room, you bump into a rather, like, a shorter woman about... Five two, shoulder length dark hair, and she's wearing a rather simple robe. And she uh, bumps into you guys, and she looks up at you and says, "Oh, oh, you must be the other guests. It's been so quiet here the last couple days." What? I sure. Hi. Hi. I I just like meeting people wherever I go on my travels. Uh, name's Denim, and you are. My name's Bork. Nice to meet you, Carlisle. She uh, smiles. Well, that's a funny coincidence. Oh? Yeah. I mean, it's not a super common name, but uh, you're the second Carlisle I've heard of in Bodrove here. Really? Made his acquaintance at the High Man's View a couple days ago. I have literally never met another Carlisle. Lovely man. The most amazing tattoos. Oh, I have tattoos. Next lifts up her stomach. <laughs> her shirt. Does her illusion have her tattoos? Her shirt. <laughs> Dilly very quickly, like, as the shirt is coming up, it's like uh, that YouTube, like, loading bar. There's, like, <laughs> a tattoo appears. It's a field of flowers on her stomach. <laughs> <laughs> well, is it, like, not well done, I assume? It looks like a very well done children's room kind of thing. <laughs> like, it, <laughs> that's the best way I can describe it. Big petals, like just big loops for the petals. Um, it, it's not done by a children, but it's like something you put like in a children's room, like in a preschooler's room. It's like, oh, look at this happy joy b- bullshit on the, on the wall. And then along all the stems, it says A, B, C, D, E. <laughs> 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 oh, that's, um, that's nice. His are silver, though. Oh, well, uh, at least that's like a good way to tell us apart. Well, amongst all the other things. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose. Anyway, I don't want to keep you. I realize, I I should warn you, though, I think there's some stuff going on in your room. You might want to (laughs) take an extra long walk before you go back. Our room? Again? How do you know which room is our room? It's right next to mine. I tried to introduce myself, but... There was thruppling going on. Uh, so, uh, what brings you to uh, Bojrav? Oh, I'm just passing through. I used to be a merchant, but I've thankfully been able to retire. I've come into some good fortune. So now I've just been traveling along, taking in the sights. Out of character. This is definitely the key assassin, right? 
Why would it be the key assassin? I'm thinking Stoneburner spy. Well, because she, she introduced herself as a wandering, like, like not a local. Although maybe that's a good cover for it. Oh, shit. I want to insight this highly suspicious person. Okay. Yeah, normal people aren't this friendly. What the fuck? Wow, Samson. You're saying that you're in Iowa of all places. Yeah, don't fucking talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to you, Steve. <laughs> when I get to the, to the campus building tomorrow, I don't want to hear shit I, from you. <laughs> Some guy did start talking to me in a Starbucks today, and I was a little annoyed because I was just like, I don't, don't talk to me. I didn't invite you to do this. Now I have to pretend to be a person. Ew. Why would you do that? So uh, if you can get into the high man's view, then like, why are you staying here? Wait, hold on. Weren't you inciting? Oh, did I already do it? No? Oh, that's right. We hadn't resolved that yet. It's an 18. You've got specialization, which makes it a 12. 18. She is full of shit. Damn. You're not 100% like which parts that she's lying about because you think the majority of this description is a cover story. An insight role isn't going to tell you what that cover story is for. It's just going to tell you that right. this is a fiction. But like I said, I would give your friends some time before you go back. But I'm on my way out, so have a good night. Perhaps I'll see you at breakfast. Yeah, well, we'll see you there. I uh, I heard it's super continental. It is. It's it's pretty nice. You know, honestly, I like staying places like this because it feels more real. And then she goes on her way. Dilly's not going to move from the spot until Deneb is out of line of sight. Okay, she definitely like is walking down the stairs and away, and she does not look back at you guys even once. Next will knock. Yo, you uh, you guys done in there? I mean, we never started anything, so come on in. All right, next, next we'll slip inside. Phrasing. <laughs> hey, yo. Oh, my God. <laughs> I am a horrible person because I'm real tipsy off of probably three ounces of alcohol. So, yeah, you guys slip inside. Clemuel is still out cold. She is snoring now. So that was fucking weird. Yeah, you want to talk about spies in and honestly right next door dude we cannot talk about anything here fuck all right you think that's what the desk person was talking about one of those um ambassadors they implied that the stone burner set out to talk to people from out east maybe like i said we cannot talk about anything here shit all right i can still set up a little bubble that at least give us one layer of protection cha-cha you can look through walls yeah. Can you peek in and see which room she's in? This Deneb person? They said they were right next door, and they also claimed to be throupling. Right, that's that's not important. But can you, like, look through, like, our the wall that we share? I'm just saying ethically, should I? I I mean, were you throupling? Technically, no. Well, then... What, like, her, Clemuel, and Hubert? Is that what you're... No, I'm saying... <laughs> no, what Dilly's getting at is that Cha-Cha lied, so... Odds are Deneb also lied, so... I mean, these are all valid points, but ethically speaking. Because <laughs> we're ethical people. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> so, one thing to be clear, Cha-Cha, is that if you're seeing through matter, you can see through six inches of matter. Yeah. You can't see anything past yeah. that six inches when you're looking through. So you're not going to be able to see the room at large. Unless someone's pressed their little faces against the wall. Oh, yeah, or if there's, like, a peephole or one of the little, like, listen holes. 
oh. or like any listening device right next to the wall? Uh, uh, mm. Okay, so like ethically, I shouldn't do it, but I, I will do it. And if someone blames me, I will pass the blame to you, Dilly. I'm willing to do that for you. I'm willing for you to do that, Cha-Cha. When have I you mean, ever cared about ethics? Baby pack. What happened? Oh. I invoked the sacred rule of throuples. What? Dilly just kind of like looks around like, what is, who, who is Cha-Cha talking to? What is she referring to? What's happening? Nix, help me out here. What the fuck is happening? Cha-Cha's happening. <laughs> Why don't we go to lunch, guys? Because it's five o'clock. Dinner. Whatever. <laughs> Time has no meaning, Dilly. And you also just said you were part of the thruple. Like, this is the thruple break. I'll keep what? that in mind for next time. Good. So let's go somewhere, like outside, and then start walking, and then decide what we're going to do out there. No, no hold on. Let's. You don't want me to look at the wall first? Look inside her room real quick. Yeah. Chacha, oh. like, does, like, a little, like, scan of the wall with her x-ray visions. You don't see anything, obviously, like, attached to the wall or anything like that. I mean, you can't see enough into the rooms to tell which which one is actually occupied in terms of neighboring rooms. Do I see any, like, things that should not be really close to the wall? Close to the wall? No, you do not. Yeah, it's fine. It's the wall. There's nothing there. And I can't see past the wall, really, because, like, this place has okay building code. What? Like, you can't see through the material? I can see through it. It's just kind of thick. So, like, I can't get past that far. I actually want to retcon one thing. You do see one thing. You see a bit of wood and wire that you could probably draw the conclusion is a part of a crossbow. I mean, there's a crossbow, but that's probably part of the throupling. I don't like this definition of throupling you're working with. It seems very dangerous. Crossbow? You said crossbow? Okay. So we can at least assume... That room is Deneb's room. I don't know if that really helps us at the moment, but mm. all right, Nix, you want to go for a walk? Yeah, let's uh, let's fucking do it. Cool, let's go for a walk. Hope Clemuel will be okay. Before we go, Dilly's going to set up the remote sensor, which allows him to replicate a sensory organ of Dilly's, and then mm-hmm. which will be his eyes. Let's go up to a mile. Uh, I don't know how long it lasts, if it's 28 hours, right? Yeah, uh, it's basically as it starts deteriorating. Like, it's going to be unnaturally alive for 28 hours, and then it'll start getting worse and more less reliable as time goes on past that. Okay. What do you think? Should I leave it in our room? Yeah, Dilly's going to leave it in our room to partially watch over Clemuel, but also see if Deneb comes back and does some bullshit while we're gone. Okay. Yeah, Dilly's going to try to put the eye in a place where it is relatively well hidden, but can also see a majority of the room. Okay, fair enough. All right. So Dilly does that. So the three of you head out. Renews disguises. Okay. Yeah, it's just going for a walk or anywhere in particular you're heading. Thought we're getting dinner. So Nick starts leading the way kind of back to the restaurant that they went to with Satal. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a bit of a walk, but you guys... We'll make your way back there. I don't know if you guys want to have your discussion on the way or if you're waiting till you get to the restaurant. I think on the way, it kind of choppy. Like, we'd have to montage it kind of choppy between, like, crowds. Sure. Okay. Just as long as we have sort of the visual for it. So I think we should try to try to go there at noon, probably tomorrow. Just even if it's just, like, go in, get a couple of drinks, and just 
see what the interior is, right? Yeah, I mean, why not? It's not like they have a dress code or anything. They do, but I can take care of that. Okay. I would almost rather walk up like uh, like poor folks who are going to get turned away just to see sort of what their security going in is like. Okay. Like, are they checking arms? Like, Yeah, we can start with maybe like a kind of blue-collar laborer kind of get-up. Obviously not like filthy, but like... And honestly, guys, I kind of think we need actual physical disguises that Dilly that you could like assist with. But if we get separated or you lose line of sight or something like that, like... <sighs> That's a good point, yeah. So I think we got to go shopping, guys. <gasps> shopping. Wow, Stace, you turned it around. Oh, shit. <laughs> Second episode in a row. <laughs> okay. And we can shop very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, on this walk, we're now making notes of places to shop so we don't have to look around too much tomorrow. Yeah, anywhere that's going to be selling clothing is, is shut down right now at this time. Right. It's possible that there might be something else, like, at the market that would be selling things just like Satal would, but all those carts are going to be closed up at this time yeah. of night. Yep. So you get to uh, Bolos, and are you having the goulash? <laughs> that's their specialty. Dilly's feeling carby, so whatever has a lot of carbs, that's what Dilly gets. Goulash, technically. I does. mean, goulash got carbs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does it? Do I know what goulash is? Hold goulash on. is like a noodle dish, a hot tomato-based noodle dish. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what Dilly gets. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Is everybody else getting goulash as well, or are people ordering off menu? This is a very important plot point. Yeah. Nyx gets goulash, although she's only going to sort of spread it around and pretend to eat it. Mm-hmm. Oh, is Shasha getting goulash? Yeah. Okay, so I want to tell you that this goulash is, it's meaty, it's carby with noodles, it has a lot of spices to it. It's got a very explosive flavor, but it's also very, at the same time, like... I don't like the word explosive. But also like a comfort food at the same time, like... The spices, I guess, the way I think of it is like it's almost like a sparkler on your tongue. But at the same time, it's also very savory and filling. And it is served with a thick crust of the most flaky warm bread and a thick anine butter. I guess as long as it's not like explosive in, explosive out. Yeah, like as long as it's one directionally explosive, we should be fine. Well, we haven't gotten that far yet. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Nyx just tries to to pretend to eat her goulash without actually tasting it. Because I assume it does not taste so good to Nyx. No, to Nyx, it tastes like ash in the mouth. Like, And it doesn't necessarily smell good to oh, Nyx. No. Although, I would say from a memory standpoint, Nyx remembers that this should be something that is delicious. Mm, that's sad. That is sad. Anything going on in the room while we're out? No. You actually are the only guest here. Weird. The owner comes out to check on you guys like once or twice just to make sure you have everything you need. They're super friendly. Weirder. Um, but they deliberately give you your privacy and try not to disturb you very often. They heard about the throttle. Cool. Does Dilly just, does Dilly see them like enter the room while they're gone? When they come and go? Yeah. Oh. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't we, why wouldn't we see the owner? Enter our private room. No, the owner, like, they're, they're, like, coming up to your table to make sure everything's okay. Kind of like the manager. Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about the hotel room. What's Dilly seen in the hotel room? <laughs> oh, the hotel room. Clemuel appears to be sleeping in it. Nothing else. Nothing else. Occasionally, Clemuel will kind of, like, roll over, but. Cool. Hey, you guys want to see if there's, like, a 
like an actual view, like an actual view from uh, the side of the city. Oh yeah, of the of what the the plains. Yeah, like this place is like half a mile up. I'm sure the view is like fucking stellar. All right, yeah, let's uh go look at it. It is night at this point, just to be clear. Next wants to kind of take a route, assuming this is what Dilly's thinking. That's like going to take them past the high man's view to look out onto the plains just to get another look at it. Isn't the high man's view like roughly in the center of the city? I'm talking about like going to like the edge and seeing like. Yeah. Yeah. But are we in the center of the city? Like, can we not go by it? You would backtrack to go by it at this point if you're trying to get to the edge quickly. Next looks at it. So you're, you're, you really just want to look over the edge and this isn't like an excuse for, sca- we're just going to go like look at the grass. I, yeah. All right. We've been in work mode for like two months now. Like, all right. Yeah. Let's go, uh, go look at some grass. Yeah. See some pretty before shit gets wild again. <laughs> cool. Okay. So you head to the edge. There are walls around the edge of the city, but there is a walkway up here. This is actually not going to oversee, like, the path that people use to come up. Because um, that's, of course, held by military presence, as far as anybody that's going to be looking down in that direction. Mm-hmm. You look up over the plains, and you can see, like, some pinpricks of really distant faint light that might be, like, maybe bonfires at a town or something like that. I mean, you know anything more substantial would be difficult to see at this time of night. So it just looks like sort of a vast expanse of darkness with occasional pinpricks of light. You can sort of see way, way like near the curve of what you can see. Some shadows that might be like forestry, but, you know, it's not clear to see from here. The wind is blowing by. It's chilly, but not as chilly as it could be. Not that it's unusual, but it's just sort of a crisp, cool air, you know, blowing across the mesa. And Dilly, it's at that point that you see Clemio sort of stir in bed and sit up and kind of like raise a hand like like they're making a motion at somebody that's not in your vision. Like, I'm coming, I'm coming. <laughs> and Clemio walks towards the door and the door opens and there are two large men that grab her and pull her through the door. And that's rolling this episode. Oh. Oh my god damn it. <sighs> Couldn't have a nice moment looking at the stars. Nope. You had you had a nice moment. <laughs> it lasted five seconds. To be totally honest, if the timing wasn't where it was, I would have just given you that full moment because I think it was a cool moment. Oh, but man. I also had to wrap up the episode. We're like, right, fuck it. Fine. <laughs> no moments. This is Numenera. Stace, something about this episode. But I mean, I I, I, the, I feel like the theme of the episode was the the thruple. The non-existent thruple. <laughs> Whatever shenanigans this non-existent thruple was getting up to. Mm-hmm. What wasn't the thruple doing? I don't know. Getting uh, d- d- no need noise. to consider that question, I don't feel like. Let's not t- think too hard about what the thruple may have been doing. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I-, I cannot imagine what Cha-Cha's imaginary thruple would get up to. They were also silent, so it can't be that much. Maybe charades. I feel like at some level, I think Chacha didn't even understand how her phrases were being nope. interpreted on the other side. <laughs> it's like a Mad Lib coming out of her mouth sometimes. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. 
So we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you, the listener, an XP to check out something that we think you'd really dig. This week, it is Samson's turn. Samson, what would you offer our listeners an XP to check out? I would offer them an XP to check out a game called Unsighted. This is a pixel art hack and slash Metroidvania. So, and it's a good one of those, but that's not what I want to talk about it. There's two things I think are very cool about this. One, it is a story about sapphic robots, which there is not many of those. So if you need a lot of gay robots in your life, this is the game for it. Second thing about this, though, is there is a time limit on playing the game. Like, there's a time limit on the story. Basically, in the story, you will play this robot with amnesia, and she wakes up into this world that... um. It's kind of post-apocalyptic. There was like this war between humans and robots. Humans kind of fucked everything up for the robots because the robots acquire this like MacGuffin material that while they have it, they are sapient, they have intelligence and can think and stuff. But when they lose it, they just become like mindless zombies, basically. And when the story starts, there is not a lot of it. Every character you meet, every good character you meet, I should say, only has like about a week to live before like their minds is lost. And as you're playing the game, those timers are ticking down and you need to make decisions because you can find some of this material around the world as you're exploring, but you have to make decisions if you're going to give this to your friends. Are you going to use it to like buy health upgrades? Are you going to use it to like get other upgrades, weapon upgrades, movement upgrades, stuff like that? And I really like this. It is a little stressful, absolutely. But I haven't played a game in a while where death really kind of hurts like that. Like it's Every time you die on a boss, you're like, God fucking damn it, I'm not going to lose these people. So I really like this. It's not as stressful as it sounds, as long as you're being like deliberate in your exploration and not just like fucking around. You're probably going to have enough time. That being said, there is an option to turn it off if that's a little too stressful and you just want to play the game with the representation and all that. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, there's a dog. You can pet the dog. (gasps) You can have the dog follow you and like fight with you. It's a little corgi and it's adorable. And yes, that little shit though needs to take naps every now and then, which, which are like three hours long. So you're just like, come on, man. I don't need you to sleep in right now. We need to go <laughs> again. I really love this. It's called Unsighted. Currently, at time of recording, it is free on Xbox Game Pass. Oh, absolutely worth it. I think. Other than that, I think it's usually like 20 bucks on the other game sites. And that is Unsighted. Nice. Check it out. Unsighted as in vision or unsighted as in reference? Unsighted as in vision. Well, if people wanted to tell us what they think of Unsighted or the podcast, how would they do that, Samson? Well, they can yell at us on our socials and you can find our socials at explorerswanted.fm. That's our website where we have all our stuff on there. You can see that our Twitter is at explorerswanted. You can see that on Instagram and Facebook, we are at explorerswantedpodcast. Best place to hang out with us is on Discord. Explorerswanted.fm slash Discord should take you to us. So come hang out, come talk about stuff on our channels and whatever. Also, if you feel that what we've done here today in your ears is worth money, patreon.com slash explorers wanted is a great place to support us if it is within your means. Or you could use our dice affiliate code diehard dice, explorers wanted at checkout and get 10% off your order of beautiful dice. Thank you. Back to you. (laughs) Yeah. And if you can't financially support us, we totally understand. Honestly, the best thing you can do is tell your friends about us, why you like the show why they should listen to it, why they need to listen to it to stay in your life. (laughs) (laughs) The second best thing you could do is to leave us a five-star review on a podcast directory like Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. 
And if you didn't like the podcast or if you just thought it was meh, well, I don't know if you've been watching the news, but NASA recently released a tiny audio snippet enhanced for our hearing range of the background noise of our galaxy as it's transmitted through the dust clouds, which purportedly includes the distant sound of a black hole. Nice. Now, I know my Twitter timeline was certainly filled with responses of like, thanks, I hate it. But what most don't realize is that this release is mere propaganda. It's to cover up the real sound, an enraged scream echoing across the cosmos as something ancient, enormous, and very hungry calls your name. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Twitter at Anderlik, A-N-D-R-L-I-K. Oh, you can find me on Discord. I'm Stace Windu. Why does deep space sound like my tummy when I've overindulged in Chinese food? I'm at Slam Potato. <laughs> so, how are those knees, everybody? I'm Real Tea with the Unicorn on Twitch <laughs> and Tea with the Unicorn on Twitter. No, reverse that. I'm not redoing it. I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, just reverse it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's it for us. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back next week as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. And bye! bye.